Glory. We're going to go through this pretty quick, and I'm probably just going to use these screens. The word says, the spirit of Elijah is appearing. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Even the Jewish people now, when they have Passover seders every year, they set a cup out for Elijah because Elijah moved in miracles. And they understood miracles. They understood that God is a supernatural God. That's how he shows himself. Now, Carrie, you're just going to, we're going to go through this quick, so just stay with me. Keep going. Jesus, they said to Jesus, are you Elijah? Because Jesus restored the glory that had been lost. The miracles had faded. But when Jesus came on the scene, he restored the miracles, the signs, the wonders that they had not seen for centuries. Jesus raised the dead. He commanded wind and waves, and they obeyed. He multiplied loaves and fishes. He confronted authorities and religious leaders with authority like they had never seen. Jesus ascended. He sent his Holy Spirit for the glory invasion to begin. But not until... Wait a minute, there's another slide. Isn't there? Okay. But glory, glory was released, but it wasn't released until they waited and prayed. Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem and wait and pray. And what was it they prayed? They prayed, and we're going to read this out loud together because we're going to make this our prayer now. And now, Lord, I don't hear anyone. And now, Lord... Grant to you, your bond servants, full freedom to declare your message fearlessly while you stretch out your hand to cure and to perform signs and wonders. Every day, pray that. Pray that. The building shakes and the signs begin. Glory is released. When the glory is released, financial miracles eliminated poverty. For it says there was, there, there was no one among them who lacked healings. Peter just walked by and even his shadow healed. Glory was released. And glory is being released here. Creative miracles. They were made whole. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And you will believe for the creative miracles. You will believe. If you think my mind can't believe it, you will believe. Tonight, faith will spring forth. Prophecies were declared. Elijah prophesied during a time of famine that rains would come. The prophecy and the de declaration alone caused it to come forth, prophetically declaring the new thing God has shown us is the first step. We have a new thing fixing to happen here at Kingdom Life Ministries. There is a new thing. It has been declared. And we are now believing it. Amen. 
When we declare something under the direction of God, that thing is being created as we declare it. It is being created as we speak it. Amen? Amen. Keep going. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved, hovering, brooding upon the face of the waters. What was that? That was His presence. That was His glory. One of the na- the song talking about the names of the God. It said... The names of God, name above all names. One of his names is Jehovah Shammah. I am present. That is his glory. And God said, let there be light and there was light. The church is built upon the prophetic and the apostolic nature of God. God allows us to create life and bring things into existence with the prophetic word. Amen. After declaring the word, what next? We expect. After declaring the word, sometimes we must enter into prayer and, in this, in, and intercession. And we've been doing that here. We've been interceding just as Elijah did. When Elijah prayed for that rain after that long drought, he, he, he got down, he put himself in a birthing position, and he prayed until it came. The prophecy was what gave life to it, and the intercession caused the growth until birth. So when it's prophesied, it's, it's there, it's in existence, it's already created. The intercession brings life, it builds it, it grows it till it appears. The final step was when he started to look for the prophecy. He went and told his servant to look until he saw something. And that servant ran back forth seven times until he saw something. He was in expectation. He was looking for the miracle. We must begin to look for the miracle. When he saw the sign of a, uh, the sign, the size of a man's hand, it was a cloud, the size the size of a man's hand. Now that servant probably didn't get too excited. There had been a huge drought. And we're talking about a tiny little cloud. What did Elijah do? He picked up his loins. He picked up his hoof. And he, and he got so excited he outran the chariots. Because it was happened. It happened. See, he knew and he spoke it. It was created. In the spirit realm, it was created. And then he interceded in faith, interceded like a birthing, it was going to come about. And then the first little sign, he, it was done. It was done. Amen. And then it came. There's going to be a convergence of anointings causing an explosion of glory, just like different gases come along. And when they're combined, it causes an explosion. Bringing it all together in one explosion, the apostolic functioning, the pastoring, the repentance, intercession, praise, worship, giving, preaching, teaching, prophetic, evangelism, serving widows and orphans. All of these things cause an explosion of glory when they're combined. Amen? 
And we're not missing any of it. Amen? The glory zone, Hebrews 11.3, By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, and let there be light. Everything was formed, did not come from visible. The invisible spirit and sound. The first invisible thing was his own spirit or glory upon the earth. It's in a a dimension that your eyes do not always see. The first ingredient is the glory. Once you have the glory zone, anything is possible. The next ingredient is sound. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Suddenly, God Almighty, the Creator, spoke, and bang, and there was a real big bang. It happened. Sound and creation, only God's voice could have created everything. So the second ingredient is sound. That sound is still going on today. They've tested black holes in outer space and they hear music. They hear harmonious sounds. Rocks have frequencies. Everything has a sound. Everything. If, they, if you study quantum physics down to the minutest little particle, subatomic particle, it's, it's a wave of energy coming from a sound. Everything is energy. Everything is sound. There is no matter. It's just energy. Energy. Energy never loses itself. It never stops. It just changes forms. If you lost your hair, you didn't lose your hair. The energy just changed forms. It's still in existence. Everything is energy. And it changes forms. It's never lost. Amen? So we can begin to believe because God said it. And we may not understand the science of it, but more and more scientists know they cannot deny there is a God. There is a God. They don't have another explanation. Amen? Only God's voice could have created everything. How did the sound create the earth, the stars, and everything else in the same manner by simply declaring them it was created? Sound created the universe. Everything is frequencies and sounds and energy. After the atmosphere of the glory and the presence of God was on the earth, all God had to do would speak into his own cloud of his own glory. Amen? The scriptures confirm that, stating that the very stones will cry out. Not only is all matter energy with sound, it has a voice. The word talks about the blood of Abel crying from the ground. Everything has a voice, and it responds to voice. That's why that... Moses could speak to a rock and call forth water. 
Everything has a voice. Death responds to a voice. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, it responded to the frequency of his voice. When we are full of the glory and in his presence and in the praise and the worship, we are in the same frequency of God. We are flowing in that frequency. And anything is possible. Amen? <clears throat> the unseen or invisible things that God used were his presence and sound. We are his children. So we should follow the same pattern of waiting for his glory to come and then speak out what he is saying. What he is saying. That's the difference. What we hear him say and the same things will follow. Everything created was created by using a part of God himself, his spirit, to create it. Without the element of God's spirit hovering, nothing else can be created. He is the only creator. Amen? This is how Elijah could command rain to fall. And how Ezekiel could command dead, dead dry human bones to come back to life. because. They connected to the frequency of the Spirit of God. God told him to speak to those bones. And he heard the voice of God and he obeyed. And the bones obeyed. Amen? <clears throat> okay, let's see. Where am I? All right. The glory of them. He prophesied. He declared what God told him to speak. Amen. Okay. Keep going. Energy. God's energy. That's what glory is. It's his energy. Energy can also be experienced through the presence of glory. When the presence of God is felt, some of us feel tingling. Some of us feel it. We feel the weight, the kabod, the glory. You feel the energy. That's because your very molecules are being changed. As you're in the glory, everything in you is being changed. Amen? Even if you were exhausted prior to worship, you feel revived because your flesh is responding to the Creator. It's responding to His voice, His glory, His presence. The presence of God's glory releases a supernatural energy. It is His energy that provides the potential for miracles. Energy is a power. It's a capacity for a work. There's something that's going to happen. Something that changes. Energy is a just like electricity and sound waves. You can't see it, but it still exists. Amen. Habakkuk 2.14 says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Let's declare it now. The earth will be filled. With the glory, the knowledge of the glory. Amen. Build an atmosphere for glory. Exodus 33, it talks about Moses when he went into the tabernacle. He said, each man stood at his own tent, his door. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that a pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped, each man at his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Mo Moses, 
build an atmosphere of worship. When you build the atmosphere of worship, you are building his throne. You are building a place for him to occupy. The word says God inhabits the praises of his people. Okay. Go where God is. That is where your closet is. Go where God is. Build an atmosphere. Jesus said, come up to the mountain. Go into your closet. Find your place. Build your place where the gates and the windows and everything, all of heaven is opened up. Build your place. Move where the glory is. So it says in the desert, when the cloud moved, they moved. They stayed with the glory. They didn't leave the glory. They stayed with it. They moved with it. Amen. Keep going. Right position. We must enter in the presence of God under the right position. And that is righteousness and holiness. How do we get that? Through the blood. Under the blood. It says, now when Moses went into the tabernacle, a meeting to speak with him, he heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat. That was on the ark of testimony from between the two cherubs. Thus he spoke to him. The mercy seat is where the blood was sprinkled. The mercy seat is where the blood was. And that's where the voice came. We must be under the blood. Always enter into his presence under the blood. Amen. The right disposition. Humble ourselves. Fear the Lord with complete reverence. Come and hear all you who fear God. And I will declare what he has done for my soul. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. God's presence is always speaking. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, God is speaking. Are we listening? Are you listening? God is speaking to you now. We must come into the place where the frequency is right. What is the frequency he hears? God hears those who fear him, the righteous, the humble and contrite, those who please him, those that take care of the widow, the orphan and poor. He hears true worship. That's the frequency that he hears. True worship. Key to glory, humility, just like the prodigal son in the story, he came to himself. He, make, he said, make me like one of your servants, brokenness and humbleness. He knew his position. There was no pride left in him, none. Amen. Just humility. Know and be aware of the father's passion. What did the father do? He said, bring him the best robe. Put a ring on his hand. That was like the MasterCard of the day. Give him my charge card, all my credit cards. Give it to him because he can have anything he wants. Sandals on his feet. That means everywhere he walked, he possessed it. Kill the fatted calf. Celebrate. There's going to be a huge feast. God is all good. 
God is all love. When you get in that frequency of lining your thoughts up with the goodness of God, you're on the same frequency for all of Him to be poured into your life. And it's all good. And it's His love. The Father has a passion for you. And He wants to share everything with you. And that's what I experienced in heaven with Jesus. The love and the passion and the excitement that He has for us. Passion. He says in Jeremiah 29, 13, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. All your heart. The proof of passion is pursuit. Just like a a young man who's in love with a young woman. He will pursue her. He will wake up in the morning and think about her first. He will think about his phone call to her, exactly what he's going to say. He will rehearse it 500 times. He will pursue her. He'll get to know everything she's interested in. He will study her. He will learn her. He will pursue her because he has a passion. We have to have that passion for God when we desire him with our whole heart, a passion to know everything about him. The fruit of the passion and pursuits is the intimacy and knowing his voice. So just like a lover, when you pursued them with all your passion and they are all you think about day and night, day and night, you know that person's voice from feet, you know, in a crowd. You can hear their voice. You can pick it out because you know them. Amen. So we want to hear his voice. He's speaking. Amen. You must pursue God with your whole heart. Don't be double-minded. Seek him with your whole heart. Okay? That means that means we line our thinking with everything God is and all the love and all the goodness of God. And if we have a negative thought, we per- that, that, that goes away. We just put that out. No, that's not my thought. Because that doesn't line up with my master. My master wants good things for me. So when you hear somebody say, oh, the economy's going. Oh, you're going to get cancer. Or oh, this, you know, that's a, a symptom of that. You put that out. Because that is under the master's feet. My master loves me. And my master says, Only good things. And he will get the glory for everything that he does good. Amen? Only good. Key to glory, purity. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Say, Lord, create in me a pure heart so that I might see God. Amen? Key to glory, obedience. Jesus said, he who... He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. So any hidden sin, uh, secret sins, whatever, you get rid of it because you love him. Because he's more precious than any of your, any other lust that you could ever have. He says, he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself 
to him. That doesn't mean that if we're not perfect, we don't qualify. The blood of Jesus makes us perfect. Amen? But when we love him, we love him with our whole heart, and we, we, with our whole heart, we strive to please him. Amen? What is the glory in the sanctuary? It says, Revelations 15.8. It says, the sanctuary was filled with the glory of God and from his power. No one could enter the sanctuary until seven plagues and seven angels were finished. So what is the glory? The glory is the atmosphere of heaven. And it, the atmosphere of heaven is filled with the glory. Like the air we breathe here. That's the, that's the atmosphere of heaven. It is glory. It is his presence. It is his everything he is. The glory is the presence of God. It is the creative power. There is a creative power in the glory. Where there's glory, there's creative power. Just like in Genesis. When the glory was there, he spoke it. it, it the power to create is there. Amen? So, glory is the atmosphere of heaven. Amen? Keep going. How do we get the glory here? We contend for the presence of God through focused intentional worship that's not oh i praise you lord i praise you lord did i turn my my microwave my toaster off but did i do oh i praise you no focus focus praise and praise and focus and then it becomes worship and you have to discipline your flesh to do it you discipline your mind that's why we fast, to discipline, because we don't want to hinder the spirit. We want to bring it under subjection. Uh, everything our flesh want, has to come under discipline, and we focus on worship. So we contend for the presence of worship. Our part is the contending for his presence, for his glory, the worship through worship. It says, when our mind wanders, we get our focus back. When the presence of the glory is here, we, will, we feel our mind get quiet. There's no more chatter. Ch -ch 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 chatter, 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 chatter. It just gets quiet. And you know that the glory is here. And your ears are open. Amen? We may feel a tingling. We may feel the kabod, the heavy, the weightiness. But there is a weight in glory. You may feel the weight. You may actually feel that you don't have any gravity, subject to gravity. You may feel a lightness. There, you may have all kinds of experiences, and the Lord will do different things. But there is a weight in the glory. It has a weight. It has substance. Amen? Apostle John, he took a trip to heaven. He said, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And, and, and on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands was the one like a son of man clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And in his right hand, he held seven stars. And from his mouth came a sharp 
two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its full strength. What is that sword? Okay, Carrie. <laughs> Speaking into the glory with the sword. What is the sword? That sword is coming out of his mouth. Said that the word, the, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, it is the word that God speaks. That's what's coming out of his mouth. In some translations where it talks about the two-edged sword out of the mouth, it says two mouths. Two mouths. His mouth and our mouth. For the word of God is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the two-edged sword. So what's happening? Jesus is right now speaking into the glory atmosphere of heaven right now. He is speaking. It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God and he is also making intercession for us. He is making intercession for Will, for Rachel, for Lee, for Smiley, for Lee, for every one of you. Jesus is speaking right now into the glory. Amen? He's there. He's speaking. The creativity is going forth. Amen. Every time you get a revelation, or every time something good happens, or an angelic visitation, it's because He is speaking. He is interceding. He is speaking in the glory. He is forever making intercession for you. Amen? Keep going. And as he is, so are we. So we put on Christ as he is, so are we in this world. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have a boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And when we open our mouth in the glory, it is created in that moment. It has happened. Amen. Keep going. Carrie, how is, he, how is he? How is he? How is Jesus in the glory? How is he now? He makes no provision for the flesh. He's in the glory. He is absolutely, and I can attest to this after seeing him recently, he is absolutely not worried about anything. He had not anything to eat, not anything to wear. He's not worried about how he's going to get anything, how he's going to travel. 
The word said we are seated with him in heavenly places. We are seated with him in the glory. Amen. And you wonder, how can, how can we be in two places at once? Oh, but we can. And even, even scientists have studied those subatomic particles, and they can be in two places at once with just the observer thinking it. All of a sudden, the wave is in two places. It's possible. And it is so. We are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Most assuredly, I say unto you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. So he is with the Father so that the Holy Spirit is here and he is interceding in the glory. And we're here on this earth bringing the glory down. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's just, it's just a molecule of dimension. Amen. And it's so easy to, to be in the kingdom of heaven. Just unveil, remove the darkness, remove your carnality, remove your flesh, be in the spirit. That's how easy it is. Amen. The works that I do, what does that do? That's the present tense. He didn't do it 2,000 years ago. He says the works that I do, they will also do. He's doing it now. He's doing it now. There is no time in him but now. He created time. He stands outside of time. Time is his servant. When we are stepping into the spiritual realm, there is no time. There are no boundaries. There is absolutely nothing impossible. Amen. Nothing is impossible. Jesus, he isn't held back with doors. He walked through a wall. How did he walk through the wall? The wall wasn't in him. If there are things that we may not be able to understand, but it, it's just like if you looked at four dots on a corner of this, this thing, you see four dots, right? And if you spread those dots out on a football field, you might not be able to see them. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. They're just in another dimension. They're moving at a different speed. They're moving at a different frequency. So you can't see them, but they still exist. And through the glory and through the spirit and through the sound of our voice, speaking God's word, the word that God speaks, we can actually begin to see the glory and the creativity manifesting in this dimension. Amen? Because this dimension changes. It becomes a heavenly dimension. Amen? He isn't held back with walls. He walked on the water. Oh, he created the water. He created the wine. He called the fish to the boat. He multiplied the fishes and loaves. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He calmed the wind and the sea. He transfigured. He translated himself. He descended into hell and he brought back the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He made a spectacle out of the powers and principalities of hell. 
He busted out of hell. Hell could not hold him. He ascended to the Father and sent his Holy Spirit. He sent the glory access to us. He said, I am the way. We have the glory. We have access to the, the glory and the Father. He lives to make intercession for us, speaking the word of God, creating everything we need. There is no limit to him. And there are no limits on us, but our minds, our souls, and our words. What happens when the glory is in the house? The king of glory comes into the house. Because the glory is in the atmosphere of heaven as well as the throne of heaven. When the glory of God touches or comes into contact with anything that is not immortal, it reverses the natural laws of decay, death and decay. Anything, anything created thing, glory reverses decay. It reverses, you want to stay young? Stay in the glory. It reverses anything. Because heaven, there is no decay. Hello? There's no, nothing decaying, nothing dying there. So when we're in the glory of God, it reverses all decay. It brings life. The glory of God brings life and restores what death, decay, and corruption have taken away. Anything that has death, decay, or corruption will have a violent reaction to life. Amen? A violent reaction to life. Isaiah 6.3 said, And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the, Isaiah 6.4, And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. There's a violent reaction. Death cannot stay. Where the glory is. Just like Wendy that had the violent reaction. It was a violent reaction to life. Amen. We need to act like our father. We can create things by speaking into the glory. We need to act like the father. We need to act like the son speaking into the glory and creating. We need to have the glory here on this earth. How many of you know we need the glory on the earth? The earth is groaning for the glorious sons of God to appear. The earth is groaning. Can the glory be on the earth? Matthew 6, 6, Jesus said, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What is that? Praise and worship. And then he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. That is what we should pray daily for the kingdom, for the glory. Jesus instructed us to pray every day. He said, give us this day our daily bread. This was a daily prayer. Every day we should pray that the things of heaven will come here on earth. That, the, that includes everything. That includes the glory of heaven. 
on earth. Amen. How do we get the glory? The scriptures say the glory will descend from heavenly realms to the earth when the heavens are open. It's when Jesus was baptized, it says, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God, the glory descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. Open heavens, doors, windows, gates. In heaven there are doors, there are gates, there are windows that give us access to heavenly realms and everything that is in heaven's glory. Just like getting into this meeting, you have to come through a door. There's a door to heaven. And you begin to enter in with praise and worship. That's what opens the door. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. When we worship, worship, and praise, the door is opened. Remember, he said, knock, and the door will be opened. Seek, and you will find. Ask, and you will receive. Jacob saw an open heaven. Remember what happened to Jacob. He saw an open heaven at Bethel. He saw the angels ascending. Notice the angels were going up and then coming down. They were going up and then coming down. So the prayers go up. The need goes up. They go up and they come down with it. Everything that we need. He had a recognition that a gate had opened that was between the heavens and the earth. And it was allowing the things of heaven, the angels to ascend and descend back and forth between heaven and earth. He realized there was this opening. He could see into that dimension. Amen. Remember what John said when he was taken into heaven. He said, and behold, a door opened to heaven. He recognized too that he was able to assess the heavens be heavens was because there was a door open remember in malachi 3 what god said to us he said when we give our tithes that he will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that we cannot contain so there are gates there are doors there are portals and there are things that we can do to to put a demand on the lord to open when we give we put a demand on an open heaven Amen? When we praise and worship, it puts a demand because the heavens open up. When we please the Lord through obedience, it puts a demand on heaven. The windows of heaven open up. Just like when God said His Son, He was well pleased. It put a demand on heaven. It has to open up. Amen? There are doors, windows, gates. Did I already do that? Okay, they give us access to the things of heaven, including the glory. That open heaven will cause the glory of heaven to descend on the earth. The open heaven causes it to descend into this dimension. So it just shifts right on in here. Amen? Keep going. Jesus used an open heaven in the Bible It says Jesus using an open heaven to do everything for healing people to creating provision. Mark 7 is a story about when Jesus was healing the blind man. It said, the, the deaf man, he said, it took him aside from the multitude and he put his fingers in his ears. 
and he spat and he touched his tongue. Then looking up into heaven, what was he doing? He was looking up into heaven where this thing was fixing to happen. And he said, Ephata, I guess that's how it says, that is be opened. Because a lot of people think he's talking about the man's ears. But he's looking up into heaven. He said, be opened. And that's how easy it is. We can speak and say, glory. Glory is in the atmosphere now. So we speak. And it happens. Mark 7.35, immediately the man's ears were opened and his tongue was loosed. Keep going. How do we open the heavens? One, is the way, one of the ways is through thanksgiving and praise. Enter into his gates. Psalms 100, enter into his gates. What is a gate? Windows, doors, gates, windows, heaven. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. When we give him thanks, it opens the gate. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. What's in the courts? The glory is in the courts with praise. Then we're thankful to him and we bless his name. Open the gate and enter his courts. And what do the scriptures say about praise? It says God inhabits the praise. When we praise and we open those gates with thanksgiving, God has to show up. He inhabits that. He can't stay away from it. Because it's part of him. It's a good thing and he's all good. He has to come. He inhabits the, the praises. God's presence, his glory is in our praises. So if we use thanksgiving and praise to get the glory to descend here on the earth, we bring glory into the earth when we offer up praise and thanksgiving and worship. He used it. He created provision by the use of open heavens. Jesus used thanksgiving and praises to open the heavens when he fed the multitude. It says, he looked up into heaven and praising God. He gave thanks and he blessed them to their use. So he gave thanks. That's how he opened the, that's how he opened the heaven, the glory. So in a situation, they're all there wondering, how are we going to feed all these people? They're down here in this little world wondering, how are we going to do all this? God? I'm going to he looks up into heaven and gives thanksgiving. And then he blessed the bread, the, the loaves, the little fishes. Amen? And it, and it happened. Praise God. Keep going. Jesus opened the heaven and he spoke into the glory. For Jesus, their food was not, a, there was no problem, a lack of food, because he knew how the Father created everything. The entire universe through the presence of the glory. And then he spoke. He opened the heavens. And he spoke and he blessed the bread. And he blessed the bread in the glory cloud. The bread was in the glory. This was in the glory now. And when he blessed it, it had to prosper. Amen. God's riches are in glory. Riches, Pluto, riches. That word means wealth, abundance of external possessions. 
stuff we need to live. That's why in heaven there's everything you could want. Every desire, everything you, I mean, you have, everything's there. It says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. The riches are in glory because of the work Jesus did on the cross. He received the riches. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the lamb. Jesus got it all. Okay. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We are fellow heirs with Christ Jesus, seated in heavenly places with him. We have a joint bank account with Jesus. Amen? Everything you need, you have it with him. We have a legal right to everything that Jesus has stored up for us. If you need a house, you have it. If you need a car, you have it. If you need anything that you need, you have it. Your Jesus is on, is, you're a joint heir with him. The Spirit himself bears witness. How do we manifest these riches? The Spirit bears witness that we are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. And it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly awaits the revealing of the sons of God. Am I, are you a son? Are you one of the sons? Then all creation is waiting for you. Amen. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even which we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places. Amen. Keep going. God's riches in the glory. Philippians Philippians 4.19. My God shall meet all your needs according to his riches. In Christ Jesus. It doesn't say riches in heaven. It says riches in his glory. In Christ Jesus. Heaven is a fixed place. The abode of God. Knew. He, God knew that we would need to get those riches down here. We were created. Remember? We were created to live in the glory. Remember? We were created for glory. And the all the riches of the glory were to be supplied, just like they were with Adam and Eve. They were supplied everything they needed. That's how we were created. Glory is transferable. It is the vehicle. It is how the riches are transferred. Everything you need. That's why Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And everything you need. All your heart's desire. You will have it. So when we seek the kingdom of God, when we seek him, we're going to end up in the glory. And then the glory, everything we needed, it, it transfers the wealth. It transfers the riches, all the supply. It is the vehicle that moves it. 
when when Joshua uh, Jacob saw those angels ascending and descending, they were it was because there was glory present. Their movements could go back and forth and get everything. Amen. Because of the glory. Amen. Glory is transferable. That's how we get it. Because inside the glory and the glory has the power, it can be transferred from heaven to earth. Amen. Go and God will show you what to pray for. If you have a vision, if you have a dream, if something keeps coming to your attention, the Lord is showing you what is being spoken in heaven. Jesus is interceding. There is a word going out. God is always speaking. He is trying to get through your thick skull of soul to tell you what you should be believing for, what you should be praying for. And if you have any, if you have any doubt and you don't know what, just go to the word because everything is in the word and pray the word, pray the word. But if you have anything, God is showing you what you should pray for. So you take your dreams, you take your visions, you take those things that the Lord is showing you and you begin to speak them out in the glory. So when the Lord's showing you something, like if he's showing, uh, showing somebody driving a car and you see that person, they need a car and you see that, you begin to pray that into the glory. You begin to speak it out. And it empowers the angelic host. It empowers all of heaven to manifest it and make it come, come to pass. Stop praying for things outside the cloud. Quit praying for things. The things you've been praying 15 years, they, they won't come to pass. Get in the glory and then pray. Don't just be out here praying and moaning and groaning. Get in the glory. Get in the praise of the word. Get in the heavenly place where you see it's already happened. And then pray. Then pray. Amen. Keep going. <clears throat> Start operating in the glory with faith. So when you're writing your checks to the mortgage company and you're paying your bills to the cable company, do it in the glory. Worship. Go into praise and worship. Bring the glory of God. And then when you write that check, so, oh, that, that should be the most exciting dime. Because then you can see it. You, like if you, if you write a bill for $94, you just know $940 just came your way. That's how you do it. I'm writing a bill for $51. $510 just came my way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, because I'm in the glory. What does Jesus do? He just magnifies. He multiplies. That's what he does. Did you see what he did with those loaves and fishes? He can't help it. <laughs> Get in the glory and pay your bills in the glory and praise and worship him. It says we should be, we, when we work, we should be working and contending, not for the stress, but the only thing that we should ever work and contend for is his presence. Amen. 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 When you give your tithes and offerings, stop and look up and praise the Lord into the heavens and open and then command your offering, your seed to multiply into the glory. Because God likes that multiplication. He likes to do things like even a thousandfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. That's what God does. He's a multiplier. 
He's a creator. Don't ever give another offering unless you are, you are commanding it to multiply in the glory. So wait on that moment. Stand with patience and thanksgiving. Wait on the moment before you give your offering. This isn't just flippantly putting it in the box. This is a time for you to manifest everything that you need to be created. Amen? Okay, keep going. Get the knowledge of the glory, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I think water covers sea pretty good, don't you? I mean, there ain't nothing left when it covers it. Keep going. So, revival, signs and wonders. Jesus, when he, John asked him, is he the Messiah? Jesus said, go tell John the things you've seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So don't let any offense come in. Don't get offended or reject the moves of God. Don't think that even the smallest thing. Don't, don't, don't say, oh, I'm familiar with that. That's no big deal. You don't, you rob the Lord of any glory and anything that he does for everything he does, even the smallest thing. You give him praise and you leap and you be like Elijah who ran faster than the chariots. At the little cloud that he saw. That's how we're to be. Don't get offended at the Lord. It is the days ahead that we'll see many signs and wonders and miracles that accompanied Jesus. And these signs and wonders will also be so many and diverse that, that they can't be recorded. The word says that they couldn't write them all down. Jesus did so many. Amen. So, summary of the glory realm. Wash in the blood. Spend focused time in praise and worship. God honors what we are doing. He releases a spirit of worship. Everything you do that's in honor of Him to worship the Lord, it doesn't matter what it is. If the Lord tells you to light some candles and obey it, do whatever He tells you to do. If it's something silly, just do it. He honors everything you do. Just like that prodigal son when he turned and started coming to his daddy. God honors everything you do and, and sees it. So it doesn't matter what it is. We labor to enter into his rest. It says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the uh, same example of disobedience. So, we contend for his spirit. We contend for his presence through praise and worship. We labor to enter into that rest. If you're not at rest, if you, begun, if you get full of anxiety and fear and whatever, you stop yourself and you labor and get in that rest. Because that's our work. Our work is to worship him and to, get, and to be at that peace. That's it. That is the priority. Nothing else is priority but that. Amen? So we, that's how we keep the portals, keep the open heavens open, and we operate in it through faith. First fruits of our prayer. So it's, he's talking about here, 
about how when there was just that little cloud, the first thing, if you see anything at all, be in expectation, be looking for it, anything at all. If, you, if you're praying for if, whatever it is you're praying for, if there's any movement, anything at all, after you have acted and responded in faith, then you give God glory for everything and be excited. A reign of miracle revival is coming. And he said, he, if you don't see anything, look again. Keep looking. Keep expecting. Amen. Okay. The key to creative miracles, the Spirit of God. We, we kind of went over some of this. Amen. About the Spirit of God hovering. The key to creative miracles is bringing His presence and knowing when to speak and knowing to hear His voice. Amen. I think. They're starting to rush me back there. <laughs> keep, keep going. So, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, it will be opened. So, if we see God as only a healer, and we focus on the healer, there will be healing. If we see the Lord as a deliverer, then that's what will happen. He'll be a deliverer. But if you want to see creative miracles, you've got to focus on him. As the creator. Amen. Amen. Go beyond the limits of your faith. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. Go beyond your faith. Enter into his faith. His faith. When we become convinced that the creator himself is speaking through us. We know that all we must do is obey. So we use our faith to tap into God's glory. And once we do, acting creatively demands that we only listen and obey. That's it. It's so simple. The work to be done is done by Him. He is the Creator. We, we don't have to labor. We listen and obey. And He creates. He performs. He does it. When we learn to speak before we have had the chance to analyze the impossibility of what we are saying, the miracle is already done. So when, we, when, when we're moved by the Spirit and we speak what we've heard before we even think, oh, that sounds crazy. But if we just speak it and obey before we even stop to analyze it, that's when it's done. It's done before we analyze it and think about that. Amen. Entering the creative realm is as simple as hearing the Lord and following his instruction. He is the creator. Future or present tense. It says Christ Jesus did which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them for all. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus that God prepared beforehand. Usually we think of prophetic words as being in the future tense. We need to change that mindset. Whether the word is in the future or the present depends on us. Once it is spoken, it is there to be walked into. So if the Lord has spoken to you, you're supposed to do something about a business, then you begin doing it and you begin walking in it. For I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. I am ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory. God is always ready now. Amen. 
The promise already exists. What has God promised you? It already exists. It was created when He spoke it. It is no longer a question of when the promise of God will come to pass. The question now is when will you start walking in it? Once you have this understanding that it already exists, you have the faith to walk in it. Amen? Okay, I think we'll wrap it up. All right, so we're going to go ahead and cut this short. Amen. There's going to be a new outpouring. I think we all know this.